Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dragon's Library. Uh, so I got back from the Suicide Squad a little while ago, and, uh, yeah, it's good. It's like the first DC movie I've liked in a while. Uh, Wonder Woman was 84 was alright. Pretty bad. <sighs> it's really sad. The only, the only DC movies I've liked up to this point were the first Wonder Woman and the Shazam movie. I like those two. But now I can say, hey, there's a third one I like. So that's good. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Suicide Squad is a sort of maybe sequel to the uh, Suicide Squad movie. But this is called The Suicide Squad, so it's different from that old Suicide Squad. They're really trying to make you forget that happened. Uh, the only two returning characters are Amanda Waller, uh, Rick Flagg, and Harley Quinn. Technically Boom Captain Boomerang, but uh, he's not around long enough for it to matter. Uh, that might be a bit of a spoiler, but, like, it happened pretty early, so. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm going to go into a brief non-spoiler explanation, then I'm going to talk about the basic quality of the movie, and then I'll be getting into my spoiler talk section. So, let's get started. Uh, this movie starts out with uh, Amanda Waller assigning a group of, you know, she meets this country infiltrated, they have this rare... They have this uh, laboratory where they have potentially extraterrestrial um, technology or some biological component that they're researching with. Amanda Waller, representing this shadowy U.S. government type, gets together a bunch of super criminals from, you know, DNC-list supervillains. Uh, you know, the half-man, half-shark, maybe he's a demigod guy, uh, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, you know, all these little... All the supervillains they have locked up in jail put bombs in their necks and say, "You do this mission for us, you get ten years off your prison sentence. And if you fit, if you you know try and cheat us, I blow up your head." So <laughs> it's definitely interesting. Uh, I actually really liked Suicide Squad movies in the past, not the live action one. Oh hell no, that thing was atrocious. Uh, but uh, I've liked a lot of the animated ones, like Assault on Arkham was amazing. Seriously. If you have not seen Assault on Arkham yet, go watch Assault on Arkham. It's really good. Uh, sorry, I need to stop raving about DC's animated stuff because otherwise we'll be here all day because they do animation somehow way better than they do. Like, their animated stuff can be bad too. They have a few bad stuff. That weird apocalypse wins thing where like it's post-apocalyptic Earth and they reset everything at the end and blew up the animated universe thing was really dumb. Uh, the Killing Joke movie was atrocious, but... Sorry, I'm getting off topic. Let's get back to the topic. Okay, so Amanda Waller, you know, puts the bombs in her necks. And I do like how the movie gets straight to the point. Like, it literally starts with this guy's in a cell. He's, you know, he's superhuman reflexes, whatever, trained master assassin. Uh, Amanda Waller's like, you got a job for you. Ten years off, usual deal, let's go. Like, no time wasting explaining this. You all know why you're here. It's a suicide squad. Put the bombs in your necks. And, you know, they have the whole thing. You get ten years off your sentence if you succeed. Bombs in your neck. We will blow you up if you betray us. Uh, <laughs> it's really straightforward to the point. Um, I'm not going to spoil the big twist because there is kind of a twist when you run into it. There's a lot more to this movie if you go to the spoiler talk. Uh, Bloodshot's a lot more interesting. But again, uh, I'm not going to go into the spoiler. So I'm just going to leave it there for the basic description. Uh, the villain is Starro. Uh, for those of you who don't know the villain, it was all over the trailer, so I don't feel bad about spoiling that. But Starro is a very weird 
uh, a uh, Justice League villain. And he's basically a starfish who produces lots of other starfishes. Um, and they attach to, like, the faces of their victims and, like, mind control them, make them a part of the hive. Uh, and apparently, in this movie, he grows bigger the more people he settles to assume under his control. So he eventually turns into, like, a, they actually even call it, like, we have a kaiju! And it's like, oh, yes, please, bring on the kaiju. Um, so yeah. That's the main villain. Uh, not really the main villain. Like, again, these guys are just trying to do a job, and it's more of them trying to succeed while being able to live with themselves afterwards because they're doing black ops work for the U.S. government. And, of course, it's Suicide Squad, so there's more going on. There's a bit of a double cross. There's, you know, Waller's plans because she always has a backup plan. Uh, and then there's the big twist that always comes to the Suicide movie when the mission reveals itself to be much more complicated than it actually was. And usually puts a moral or uh, social dilemma that turns part of the cast against each other because they're all supervillains. So, of course, given the slightest opportunity, they're going to go against each other, especially if Waller's given some of them secret orders. I'm not saying that whether that's happened or not. It's just what happens in Suicide Squad movies. Seriously, if you've watched any Suicide Squad stuff, you will have known that. Um, you'll be waiting for what the big twist is for the, the mission. And I will say it's actually a really well-executed twist that I think was interesting. Um, I think the re the reasoning behind, God, this is going to be so hard to do this. Certain actions of the characters are all very cohesive. That's all I'll say. Anyway, uh, everyone in this is really good. The actress who plays Harley Quinn, she's amazing as usual. She was like the only good thing in Suicide Squad 1 and she's just doing great. They're really trying to push her. She gets a few solo scenes where she's like taking out people. She takes out, actually it's kind of funny. At one point she gets captured and... Uh, she's being tortured. She manages to kill her, uh, like, they, you know, they leave her alone if she's knocked unconscious. Turns out she was knocked unconscious. She kills the guard that was left in there with him, frees herself, and goes on to kill the entire building. And then she gets out, is about to get into a cab to go, like, you know, go, go find everyone else. Uh, and she looks out the street and she sees all of them. And they were, like, planning on this big rescue mission, this big elaborate plan. They're all in position, watching the windows, getting ready to start, you know, killing the one person that she forgot in the office. Uh... And she just watched up and was like, hey guys, what you doing? He's like, wait, you already freed us? It's like, yeah. It's like, wait, were you guys going to try, try and save me with this big elaborate mission? It's like, yes, we had a lot of stuff planned. It's like, oh, well, I can go back in the room and like chain myself up again if you'd like. It's like, no, no, you've ruined it. You've ruined it. <laughs> I love that scene so much. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Um, good movie, a lot of fun. Nothing, like, too amazing. Again, I think, still think Assault on Arkham is probably the best Suicide Squad movie so far. Uh, it's animated, so watch that if you have a if you have the time. But this is definitely a good movie, and it shows that the DC movies are taking themselves a little less seriously. Although, I say this just, just as I saw the Batman trailer, uh, before this movie, and oh my god, why? Why are we so stuck on Batman as a psychotic murderer? thing like seriously the trailer shows him all dark and depressing with i kid you not black eyeliner because you know we need to make him even more edgy uh and he's like punching this guy over and over and over again until you like hear the cartilage breaking and then he keeps punching him it's like when will warner brothers learn that batman isn't a psychotic thug he's a superhero write him like a superhero we've had enough of you know, psycho Batman. Can we get some like fun, campy Adam West style, but maybe taken a bit more seriously Batman? You know, stuff like from the DC animated universe. That was good Batman. Uh, if you haven't watched the anime Batman uh, series or the rest of like the Superman series, the Justice League series, watch that stuff. 
and then compare it to DC's current output and just cry. Uh, but Suicide Squad actually does remind me of a lot of that stuff. It's very fun. It's a bit more mature, you know, a lot bloodier. Uh, you get to see people cut in half, you know, brains and guts and blood and a bit more cursing. And I like they have that. That's nice. That's nice they have stuff like that. Um, and it still has that, it still, it, like, it has a lot of those more violent elements, but it still has the kind of fun tone I loved from the animated series. So, you know what? I'm excited to see what's in the future. I hope that they don't make that Batman movie because it looks horrible. But everything else I'm very excited for. You know, you know, DC is really turning things around. So, yeah. Alright, on to spoilers. Uh, so, for spoilers for this, first up, uh, Harley Quinn's squad gets, like, completely taken out. So, the whole thing gets, you know, they get to, like, the beachhead. So, they're dropping out of the plane, going onto the beach. Uh, this weird, that weird ferret thing dies in the opening scene. Uh, spoiler alert, he's actually not dead, <laughs> uh, at the end credit scene, like, they, it looks like he drowns before they even get to the beach, but it's like, no, 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 he's actually still alive, uh, they just thought he drowned, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's weird, but, um, yeah, so everyone dies except for Rick, uh, Flag and Harley, who were, like, the last, you know, two people, uh, Captain Boomerang gets, like, shredded by a, uh, helicopter that got knocked out of the sky by one of the other idiots on the team. Uh, you know, rip Captain Boomerang. He was a lot of fun. The l- little time he was here, I actually kind of liked him. But, uh, so Harley gets kidnapped by the, you know, the currently new dictators of this weird, I guess, Caribbean-ish islands. And Rick J- Flag actually gets kidnapped by the rebels. Uh, turns out Amanda Waller knew they had a traitor on their team that had told all the country about them being there. And she sent a second team. And that's the team we're following. That's the team with the Polka Dot Man, uh, whose Polka Dots can disintegrate things. So, you know. Uh, we have Bloodshot, which is sci-fi Deadshot. Uh, you know, same basic daughter motivation. Uh, except he's a worse parent. <laughs> uh, uh, we have Peacemaker, who's... They have this whole joke about how each of you has been chosen for your unique skills and abilities. You're an assassin who's been trained from birth to be the best with every weapon. And then it's like, this is, this is Peacekeeper. He's an assassin who was trained from birth to be the best with every weapon in fighting style. It's like, whoa, wait, I thought we were all chosen for our unique skills. It's like, I am unique. I'm better than you. <laughs> it's like, uh, and they go to this whole thing about smaller bullets. And then later it leads to the dumbest action scene that's also the best thing ever. Because they have this whole line about his bullets are uh, smaller so he can shoot through the bullet wounds. Um, and Bloodshot ends up firing a bullet at his, at paint, at Peacekeeper, and they fire at the same time, and Dead, uh, Bloodshot has a smaller bullet, and hit, uh, Peacekeeper's bullet is like this, like, you know, buckshot kind of thing. Not buckshot, like a hollow round. So, the tiny, uh, arm piercing round kind of bullet pierces through it, and kills Bloodshot while destroying his bullet, preventing him from getting shot. It's like, how... It's smaller bullet. <laughs> it's just like, that is so dumb. And I love it. Uh, just embrace the insanity. Uh, we get a lot of fun Harley Quinn scenes. The actually, you actually have this really fun moment where she, you really can tell that she's grown up from her abusive relationship with the Joker. It's like, she, uh, she gets, she gets kidnapped by the leader of the, uh, country, the new leader of the country overthrow the, uh, monarchs. And he's like, you're an inspiration. The rebel. And it's like, soon we'll be able to send the Amer- 
our kings and queens sent all of our citizens to suffer and die there. Children, dissenters, it didn't matter. They sent them in there to torture and die in those experiments in that cursed Nazi laboratory because the Nazis built it. Uh, you know, it wasn't evil enough that it was like mind control, starfish alien nonsense. It also had to be built by the Nazis. Um, and then he started talking about this now, now we can start sending the Americans there. Their children can watch. And then all of a sudden, as he's finishing, he turns around, Harley just shoots him in the chest. Uh, <laughs> and it's this beautiful thing. It's like, oh, I really thought we had something going there. Like they had just like had a whole makeout session and like a romantic montage and everything. It's like, but I made a promise to myself that if uh, if I start seeing warning flags on another potential love interest, because I'm horrible at picking out men, that I would listen to the warning flags and kill you. Because it's better that you die before you... Before, because most of the men who I say no to don't take it well. Uh, <laughs> it's just a moment of, wow, Harley has a system now. <laughs> I mean, good for her, trying to be better, but like... It's just impressive. Like it's like it's like oh right, she's a psychologist. She knows she she already learned her mistake, and she's not gonna fall for this again. <laughs> uh, they actually really do show off that she's kind of like a genius. Uh, there's this one scene where they uh they they one of their one of the like the civilian tag alongs they got from the resistance uh gets shot, and they all duck for cover, and they're unsure if there's anyone else there after they kill the other guy. They forgot to shot at them. They're unsure if there are any other enemies in the area. And Harley and the polka dot guy have an argument, and you get this moment where the polka dot guy gets so angry he stands up, and his head doesn't get shot off, so everyone else starts standing up. And I, you know, I see this little smirk on Harley's face, and I'm like, oh, she did that on purpose to use him as a test dummy to see, make sure there were no other people waiting to shoot them. And it's like, oh, Harley, you're the best. I love you. Uh, you're amazing. Seriously, the actress who does Harley for this is just, oh, she's having a great time. It's wonderful. Uh, the guy who does Bloodshot is also a decent amount of fun. Uh, his weapons are just awesome. He's like, every, all of his weapons are like tiny little miniature, like, uh, little boxes. He pulls them off his suit and they turn to like guns and knives and stuff like that. And he can like stack multiple of them on top of each other to like mod his weapons. It's really cool. Uh, don't really know any lore for him, but it's not really important. So, you know. Anyway, that's, uh, basically it. You know, they, Break in, they discover that the big, oh, the big twist. Okay. So the big twist is that the US government actually discovers Starro, but they didn't want to do unethical experiments on US soil because, you know, that's questionably legal. So they sent it off, they outsourced it to this, like, you know, Caribbean monarchy so they could do the experiments and the US could profit. But after the, after they were overthrown by, you know, the new rulers, uh, the US that weren't friendly with the US, they were like, uh-oh, we gotta delete the evidence. So the they were instructed to destroy the building because on the hard drives is evidence that the US government supplied this to them. Uh and it turns out it's not Rick Flagg. He's actually really annoyed about this. He's like, I Amanda. Uh and you know, he's trying to take, take the evidence and the peacekeeper, okay, so his big thing is that he believes in peace by any means necessary, so he's like He's willing to do anything to make peace, even kill children and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I do everything to maintain the peace, even if it means slaughtering a hundred innocent souls so a thousand can have peace. That is the right thing to do. Pure utilitarian philosophy. Uh, so Waller trusted him with a secret mission to make sure that no one got that stuff out. So he gives everybody a warning. He says, put it down. 
I'll break it and we can all leave here. Um, and afterwards, after they refuse, he immediately starts trying to kill them. And there's this thing where the rat catcher's daughter, her thing is you can control rats. She's a lot of fun. She's like kind of the innocent millennial child uh, archetype. You know, always trying to sleep. She has a little pet rat that's really intelligent. It's constantly trying to be friendly with people. It's all nice and cute. Uh, she's, she, she, after, uh, he kills Rick, but she, he managed to get the drive to her. She runs away and he managed to catch her before Bloodshot, but before Bloodshot, uh, falls down literally out of the ceiling to save her, uh, through pure accident because this is, you know, organized chaos at this point. She's like, why don't you just destroy the drive? It's like, I don't leave loose ends. It's like, oh, because there's a chance she might try and, you know, prove it anyway since she was so willing to attach to the drive. So it's like, it's not worth the risk that you might try and ruin the safety and cause an international incident. So if you're not willing to put down the drive, that means you might do anything in your power to continue doing this. So I have to kill you now. It's like, oh, it's like the idea of being a peacekeeper taken to, like, it's logical insanity. It's it's insane extreme. Not even just logical extreme. It's insane extreme. Uh... Uh, the shark guy is kind of interesting. He might be a demigod, which is kind of weird. Uh, he's bulletproof, so that probably is true. <laughs> and, uh, he's really dumb in all the characters. There's a moment where he tries to eat the, uh, rat catcher's daughter, uh, girl, and he's like, but I'm hungry. It's like, put the, put her down. It's like, and then she's like, what if we were friends? Would you not eat us if we were friends? Like, if we were friends, I wouldn't eat you. So, so they all decide to become friends with him. <laughs> it's hilarious. And he's constantly just wanting to snack on things the whole, uh, the whole movie. And by things, I mean people. Yeah. You gotta taste some human flesh. That's why, that's why he was in prison. <laughs> uh, the Pokegot guy is kind of funny. His whole thing is that his mother tortured him to make him into a superhero, but he became a supervillain because he killed her, uh, after he was driven kind of crazy, and now he sees everyone as her. And he has to, like, focus on not seeing them as her, because if he tries to really believe they're her, he'll want to kill them. Uh, you know, he's insane. He has to puke up the polka dots every once in a while, otherwise they'll kill him. Uh, and he can throw their people and they literally destroy anything they touch. Complete disintegration. So, you know, they have the whole thing, they destroy the base, Starro gets loose, and, and Amanda Waller, there's a big scene where Amanda Waller is, um, telling them, alright, you got the drive, get out of there. No, this will probably be good for our country. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we can, you know, spin our way or whatever. And they're like, you're going to leave this thing to destroy an entire country. We're not doing that, Waller. We've actually, some of us actually have what might pass as a, uh, as a knockoff conscience, and we're not willing to let an entire, you know, an entire country become subjugated by Starro. Also, think of what could happen afterwards. It's like, you know, and, uh, she, as they throw back, she's just trying to blow their heads up. And all the little background characters who have been working in the office this whole time, you know, placing bets on when they're going to die and kind of getting really worried about Amanda Waller doing things like saying she's going to make sure Bloodshot's uh, daughter ends up in prison if he doesn't agree for the mission. They've all kind of gotten sick of it. And so right as she's about to blood de- uh, blow off Deadshot's head, one of, like, the little, like, stu- like the little secretaries of people takes her golf club and just smacks her head and knocks her out. Uh, it's hilarious. It's this huge stand-up moment. They're like, well... Get to work! It's like, oh wow, I didn't think she was going to be the one who did it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that, uh, I think it's the chick who plays, um, what was her name? She was, uh, she was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was a partner to Mac. Bobby, Bobby. The, I think she's the same lady who played Bobby in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, regardless. Anyway. So yeah, 
That's uh, Suicide Squad. Pretty good movie. Definitely recommend. We're kind of running out of time. So, yeah. Uh, if you'd like to support us, you can support us by going to buy me a coffee and, you know, donating a dollar or two. That'd be really helpful. Really help us with some of these costs. Uh, Buzzsprout does have a, you know, membership. It does cost money to keep Buzzsprout up and keep all these episodes uh, online. So, if you real help, you could donate some. In addition, you can follow us on Dragon underscore Library 2 uh, at, you know, at um, Dragon at Dragon underscore Library 2 on Twitter. So, that'd be a big help as well. Uh, let, you know, share this with anybody you can. Seriously, thank you everybody who's watching these videos. It means a lot to me. And that's about it. Uh, next time we're going to be listening, watching that Masters of the Universe series. So that's going to be interesting. I've never seen anything like that. The only thing, part of that series I've ever seen is the She-Ra reboot. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And thank you for listening to the Dragon's Library. Please subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week. And you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library two. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.